0: Previously on No Reserves Radius. Oh my God, Angelo! Come on, have, have some self-respect. The Eagles can't hurt you if you don't if you don't constantly pander to them. Here's how. Here's the biggest indictment of, of Dame that I can say. Dame has been so like off this year that Ren went on live air and said Jalen Brunson deserved an All Star start over him.
1: You are now Angelo DiDiLulo. <laughs> Do you think it is possible? <laughs> That the management of the Memphis Grizzlies are just buying in to the reckless youth movement, and they got rid of the one person in the locker room that probably was telling John to knock it off. Um, because he's taken advantage of me multiple times when I was younger. That sounded bad. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think you're correct in that assessment. What's going on guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host Ren with me as always Angelo. Um no Austin this week. Uh he's stuck out of town. He's still 40 minutes away so I guess we could have waited for him but we kind of just want to get the show on the road here. Um we did warn you last week this is going to be kind of a filler episode cuz there really isn't a lot that happened in the NBA this week besides the All-Star game which we're talking about it on a, a few days after, um, by the time this episode comes out, it will have been a week since the All-Star weekend. So there was no real way for us to do it. So bear with us. Um, I know that you were busy working. So how much of the All-Star events did you actually get to watch this year? Just a few. I swear we talked about this last week. There's no way we did because we recorded on Thursday. The All-Star Game was on Sunday. All-Star Weekend did not start until two days after we recorded, Angelo. We talked about the dunk contest and the three-point contest. We did not because the dunk contest was on Saturday. (laughs) We talked about it. We talked about it. Go ahead and pull it. Because we talked about it. I'm Not the last
0: thing I put for basketball.
1: There's, and I, It's physically impossible for us to have discussed this, Angelo, because I, I said on Sunday, "Hey, let's record a quick episode on Monday to release on Tuesday." Do you not remember that conversation? I remember that conversation. That uh- was the first time we could have possibly talked about the All Star Game. The All Star Game was on Sunday. We recorded on thursday i'm telling you i bet we we talked we talked about last year i mean we talked about it we made predictions but we didn't like the events had not happened yet it was physically impossible for us to have discussed the events unless you have a time travel machine and have wiped my memory and we went into the future to witness the events and then went back to thursday before all-star weekend started and talked about all-star weekend like post-mortem Uh, well, anyway, for those of you joining us this week, that's what we're going to talk about, because if you're a devout no-reserves listen listener, you know we did not talk about it last week. Um, besides that, there's really not a lot in the NBA going on. Yan... Um, or not Yanis. I'm thinking Yams? Uh Victor Wimbanyama, I really wish Austin was here to have this Oh, no. Oh, no. Because... He he's in the history books now. Again, um, you recorded a five by five for those of you that don't know, which if you don't, why are you listening to a basketball podcast Uh, is when you hit five total points, assists, rebounds, blocks and steals. Um, It's kind of elite company to be in, and he did better than that. I should have had that pulled up because I think it was like a twenty five point five by five. Twenty seven points. Twenty-seven points with eleven rebounds. Five steals, five blocks. Yeah. So like just Wemby is the real deal. And I-, I think that anyone that's still denying that is they they've got their head in the sand. <laughs> Do you want to continue the conversation we had this morning? We can just to get it on a vocal record
0: if you so want
1: here you can be like oh Ren, backpedaling, ah yell scream angelo my mic's cutting out cuz i'm screaming i'm angelo mm-hmm. um yeah. sure. so do you want to lead into that or do you just want me to explain like kind of what just explain it because so, we're we're relaxing. having like we're having a conversation today um cuz we're we're talking about victor because like if you're involved in the NBA sphere at all you should be talking about Victor Wembanyama um, and angelo brought up that he's concerned no, that I'm not concerned currently you're you're on I'm, you're on the I'm road i'm taking a note you're I'm on the taking road
0: note. i'm taking a note i'm 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 noting down what is happening this year and i'm going to compare it to next year when we get there
1: so basically what mm-hmm. he's saying is Wimby is in his rookie season, and he's currently playing end-of-career Tim Duncan minutes. Yes. I am on the flip side. I, I'm not concerned about this at all, because the problem is Wimby was playing decent amounts of minutes until he had those two—three. the There was one kind of scary ankle injury, but he had three back-to-back-to-back ankle injuries. And they kind of just decided, you know, we're not contending. We are so far out of the playoffs that it's not worth risking, you know, a generational talent to win a couple more games. And so he's on a miniature and that that makes sense. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like For three he... months, and he's still putting up twenty five a game. Like let's not kid ourselves. He's still putting up all star numbers. So no asked. i don't I do not have a problem with it at all, and i i'm not it's not worrying to me. It's not like they're sitting him because of injury. They're sitting him just because there's no reason to play him, and they're not sitting him. He's still playing twenty five to thirty minutes every night Now, Go
0: ahead.
1: if we get to next season or the season after. And they have established players around him. And, you know, his second best player isn't Devin Vassell. Uh, I can't even think of who's on that team. Trey Jones. Um, Heldon Johnson. So-chan, Johnson. Yeah. Like when there's actually established quality NBA players, um, if they're still resting him, there, there's there's. Cause for concern right now. There's no that, cause for concern. That is my whole point, literally my whole point. That right there. But they're not going to be resting him. Like that's what I. That's what I've been trying to get you to understand. Like they're doing it for a reason. There's yeah, no reason. Not necessarily to tank. They're doing oh, it to
0: stop it.
1: Victor Wimbanyama by himself wins you a couple more games. He does not. Significantly change your projections. It's just it's pointless to play him thirty-five minutes a night and get you those five additional wins. It's not tanking. It's not that big of a difference.
0: Like it, it's, it's just
2: it, it makes what? the most sense.
0: Like I I understand the minutes restriction, like healing from the injuries, but. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Were, did these like three ankle injuries happen in the last three months? Like, one month it, one happened, then the next month another happened, and the next month another happened? Is that, is that mm-hmm. the progression?
1: If I remember correctly, two of them occurred in November, like middle of November, end of November.
0: November? Oh my God.
1: And then the God. last one was the end of December. And that was the like. You're joking. No, you know, that... we're in March, dude. Yes. Okay. I'm not saying he's not recovered from it. I'm saying they're not taking any risks. Like, I, that ankle injury has nothing to do with his minutes restriction now. It Besides the overall picture of they're not going rip- to No. Here. I'm saying they're not resting him because that ankle is still sore. I'm saying they're not taking the risk that he has another one or some other kind of injury come up because they played him in a meaningless game. Because yes,
0: they're trying to protect their asset, but they're also trying to get a higher draft pick. Like,
1: but one hand washes him.
0: the other in that.
1: Huh? But they're still playing him. He's already played more games he, than Kawhi Leonard. He did than like in 20 minutes,
0: weeks. dude. High 20s minutes.
1: Yeah, and he still played more minutes than this Kawhi Leonard Kawhi, played the last three would be years. Just,
0: this, would be, this would be a rant-worthy episode if this was Kawhi.
1: Because Kawhi doesn't play.
0: So you're telling me if Kawhi played 20 minutes a game and yeah. said his ankle was sore, you would you would say
1: yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Oh my he's God. Putting I up Kawhi numbers I Absolutely. don't believe you. No, because Angelo, what you're not getting is Wemby has already played more games and more minutes than Kawhi has played over the past four years. False. They've played Wemby's played
0: one more game this year. Than Kawhi. One more
1: game. And over
2: the last four years. This guy. Kawhi's played 50 past four years. Wimby's played 51 already. That's kind of my point. Wimby's going to play 60, 70 games. I'm just saying it makes more
1: sense from a basketball general management standpoint to not uselessly waste or not uselessly risk an injury. It's why like so many teams don't let their players compete in international competition. It's meaningless to the NBA, right? Yes. Well, did or did not Paul George break his leg during an international exhibition?
0: That's different. It's not because you're, yes, it is because you're protecting the asset in a game that you do not profit from. NBA does profit from Wemby
1: playing regular season games and regular season minutes. Absolutely. Is or is Wemby not averaging like 26 over his last 20 games?
0: Yeah, he's been doing. He's great. I the, the the performance is not is not the debate.
1: So you you would rather the Spurs put Wemby out there thirty five to forty minutes a night. He's averaging forty, whatever. They're they're still losing. You you think? That's important. And then when Wemby actually gets hurt in a meaningful way. No, I don't.
0: Because I'm not the one who's gone here uh, on this podcast Mm -hmm. and lambasted tanking and lambasted load management. But when this is just load management
1: light and tanking light, perfectly fine? It's not. Perfectly fine. So my issue with tanking is... The Dallas Mavericks. They've won 11
0: games, Ren. They've won three more than the Spurs, than the Spurs, than the Pistons.
1: Right, and who is going to, like, who is going to go out and win them an additional 20 games? Who on this roster is going to go win an additional 20 games? Can they do it with this roster? Is Wimby playing 10 more minutes a game going to win them 20 games? I'm asking. I don't know. It's Maybe? not, it's not, no, no, this roster is not good. It's Wimby and a bunch of decent people. It's not the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban sitting on the sidelines, cheering that the Mavericks are losing because he wants a higher draft pick. That's tanking. The process was tanking. That was an embarrassment to basketball. Um, Jordan Poole. He's now relegated to the bench, which yeah, I we could do a whole segment on that. Which is oh no to me. Uh, we're not going to because I I don't want this episode to be two hours of the hot button issues. Has has Ja done anything lately? <laughs> um, <laughs> but and then with Kawhi, it's not. Like team doctors are saying, there's no risk here. Like you're healthy, and no, I don't feel good. I'm I'm sitting. It's not the team saying, you know what, we're gonna protect our asset. It's Kawhi saying, I'm not playing. That was the whole ordeal with not trusting the Spurs' doctors, not trusting Toronto's medical staff. It's he thinks he knows better, and to an extent, yeah, you know your body better than other people do, but at the same time. There's a certain point when it's in your head. And that's the thing I have a problem with, is when you're resting meaninglessly. Wemby's not resting. Wimby's going out and playing 25, sometimes 30 minutes a night. And he's putting up all-star caliber numbers. He's putting himself in the history books with a 5 by 5 That's a very short list of people that are in that. And he did it in 25 minutes, 26 minutes, something like that. So, no, I don't I don't have a problem with that because you'll know that my what is my issue with load management?
0: Not being able to see the stars,
1: not being able to see the stars. Right, exactly. If you go to a Spurs game, can you see Wemby put himself in the history books? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't have a problem. Now you can say absolutely. Still I'll have it Um, So I don't have a problem with them As you call it load management light Because you're still seeing history be made You're still seeing him play At an all star level He's not sitting on the side In street clothes because the moon is full Tonight and he doesn't feel like it That's a difference In terms of tanking I have a problem with celebratory tanking Oh look at what we're doing We're We've got Jordan Poole as our starting point guard. Isn't it hilarious? He doesn't understand the rules. He just double dribbled. It's so funny. The clock's running down and he's slowly walking up court thinking that it's not. I have a problem with that. That's just stupidity. It's not enjoyable to watch at all. The Spurs, even in losses, are fun to watch. For all intents and purposes, when... Like, Jaden Ivey's on the floor. The Pistons aren't bad to watch. I I actually do enjoy watching them a little bit. But a bad team being bad is not tanking. And you're kidding yourself if you think that the Spurs are a good team right now. They will be. But right now, they're not a good team. So, no, I don't don't have a problem with them being one of the worst teams in the NBA. I don't think that that's something that's going to last for very long. So no, your your gotcha has failed. Did you check to see if we talked about the All Star game last week? It's kind of hard
0: to hear like you <laughs> talking and then the recording talking at the same time and trying to discern it.
1: Well, I I, I can just guarantee you that uh Okay. I I, I promise you, we did not talk about it. Regardless,
0: I swear we've had this conversation.
1: We absolutely didn't. So starting with the Rising Stars Challenge, um, which Mm -hmm. I think this will be the quickest. um, It was actually... So I will say this All-Star Weekend, and I don't think you watched all of it, so you probably don't have the same take that I have. It was probably the best overall All-Star Weekend. It was weird because the dunk contest was one of my least favorites of got a long time. Um because the overall atmosphere just wasn't there and I don't know if that's because it was in Indiana, but it just felt eh to me. Um the Rising Stars challenge was pretty fun though. Um yeah, I'm not gonna list all the teams off, but basically Team Jalen, which was Team Jalen Rose, and Team Detlef Shrimp, Shrimp, not Shrimp, uh, they came down to the finals. Team Jalen won. Benedict Matherin was MVP for the Rising Stars Challenge. That team also featured Derek Lively, Chet Holmgren, Jeremy Sochan, Jalen Williams, Shaden Sharp, Jordan Hawkins, and Walker Kessler, which actually is a pretty nice team. Uh yeah, interestingly. When I tell you who Team at Shrimp was Tremph, I keep fucking up that name. It it shouldn't have been in the final. So it was Eisen Almansa, Matas Buzelis, Ron Holland, Tyler Smith, Oscar Shibwe, Imani Bantz, Mac McClung, and Alondis Williams. Um. Oh man, if you're if you're confused, it's they're the G League teams. Like, all those players are in the G League. So they weren't rookies. They weren't... I mean, some of them were rookies, but they, they're all in the G League. Um, Skills Challenge, which for me personally was the highlight of the event. Um, So we had Team Pacers, which was Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Mather, and Miles Turner. Uh, team Top Pick, which was Paolo Banchero, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Wembanyama, which were all first overall picks. And then Team All-Stars, which was Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. This event I would have really liked, but Anthony Edwards didn't care. And like, I get that you're just at All Star Weekend to have fun, but like the fans are tuning in to watch All Stars and you're shooting left handed because you think it's funny. Um, so team top pick went down in early, like, the, they were obviously losing because as much as Wemby and Paulo tried, Anthony Edwards just did not care. Um, Pacers swept the whole thing, which was surprising to me. Um, I do think Tyrese Halliburton kind of cheated on the passing challenge. But after he did it, everyone did. He was basically grabbing two balls at once and then running zone to zone and doing the passes one-handed. So he was like shortening steps. Then it got to the shooting challenge. Pacers and All-Stars tied. It went to a half-court shot or half-court shooting challenge. And that shooting challenge for the Pacers was interesting because you have Benedict Matherin and you have Tyrese Alliburton, but Miles Turner kind of carried them through it. He was, I don't think he missed a single shot during it. And then the half-court challenge, which you got Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. These are all logo range players, right? It took them yeah. like a minute and a half to get the shot to go. It took Tyrese Halliburton 30 seconds to hit it to win it, so it it, it was okay. Skills challenge is kind of stupid to begin with, but I did like the energy. Tyrese Halliburton starting off All Star Saturday Night, which is the big event. Like people watch the All Star game and people watch the rising stars, but everyone tunes into All Star Saturday Night. Uh, starting it with like a between the legs alley oop to himself, it it was fun. Three-point contest was interesting because the lowest score was Malik Beasley at 20 points. That's That's insane. Quite honestly. Yeah, that's insane. Because there's years where you have, like, maybe two people get above 20. But Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Tyrese Halliburton all hit 12 or 26. Um, so they had a tiebreaker round because the top three are the ones that advance. And then Damian Lillard, 16, uh, led the way with that. Damian Lillard ended up winning it with 26 points. Trey Young and Carl Anthony Towns had 24. The more fun one for me was uh, Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionescu. I'm I'm probably saying that wrong. It was yeah. a bonus head to head three is it is that wrong?
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying
1: it was fun. Oh. It was fun. Yeah, that that was probably my favorite part of the night until Kenny Smith, which we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> so basically Sabrina challenged Steph to a three point contest at the All-Star weekend. Steph accepted the original rules were Sabrina was going to use the WNBA ball, WNBA three point line, because that's what she's used to. She said, no, 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 no. I'll use the WNBA ball because like I, I, the, the other ball is too big for me or whatever. But she wanted to shoot from NBA range. League said, all right, go for it. So she goes out and you'll remember the men's challenge. The leading point getter, that we had four-way tie, 26 points. The final round was won with 26 points. Sabrina drops 26 in her round. Unfortunately, she was going against the best shooter of all time in Stephen Wardell Curry, who dropped 29. But an amazing performance by Sabrina.
2: So. And then Kenny Smith.
1: So Sabrina gives a post-game, or a post-shootout interview, and she's basically saying, you know, I just wanted to show everyone that, you know, girls can come out and do this too. Like, when I was growing up, I was told, you don't play basketball, you play with dolls. As soon as Stephen Curry won, like, the moment the last one went in, Kenny starts going about how Sabrina should have shot from the WNBA range. And Reggie's like, no, no, she she got twenty six. She was good enough to win the men's challenge. And yep. then Kenny's like, oh well, she should have used a men's ball then. Like you're missing the point of the contest, first off. And then he drops the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard an NBA commentator say, which is also it's okay to just play with dolls. What?
0: Also, it's okay
2: to just. I mean, I, think, I, think it was I guess Joel technically,
0: and... I guess technically true, but I guess not the right time. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: Game across, not. Came across not... is very condescending. Yeah, but overall, that was probably my favorite event of the night.
1: Um, I think it really did help the perception of the WNBA a little bit because she can keep up with the best shooter of all time, so... And then the dunk contest. Oh, the dunk contest. I don't even know where to begin. So, Mac McClung was the defending champion from last year, and he, he did win again, and if you didn't think he was going to win, you haven't been paying attention, because he's kind of electric and exciting. Um, but I have a problem with how everything was kind of scored. And by that, I mean, it. Jalen Brown's dunks were some of the worst dunks I think I've seen ever in a dunk contest. Like, do you remember? I don't remember who it was, but just off the top of my head, there was a dunk a few years back where he clipped an envelope to the net, and he dunked and put his arm through. The net and grabbed the envelope and then dropped to it and opened it and it was a fifty. Sure. Do, do you do you remember that? I, Listeners at home probably do. That was a better dunk than what any of Jalen Brown's. So he was doing a lot of. So he did a basic windmill for his first dunk, which was a ninety six
2: point four. and
1: then he did a windmill but he covered his eyes after the dunk it it was supposed to be an homage to the no look dunk but he 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 couldn't actually do a no look dunk he got a 47.6 he jumped over Isonet who's 5 foot 3 sitting down oh, in a yeah. chair And that was a 48.6. And for his final dunk, or I might have these mixed up in the order. I'm just thinking through his dunks because Jalen Brown doesn't go left. He put a glove on his left hand and did a windmill with his left hand. Basic windmill. the, The kind of dunk that, like, any NBA player that can dunk can do. It's not athletic. It's not challenging if you're able to, you know, jump and dunk mac mcclung was by far the best dunker of the night like that's hands down hame haquez and jacob toppin you can argue they were the two but whoever was the two the other one was the three jalen brown was significantly or seriously and legitimately the worst dunker of the night But it felt like they were giving him higher scores because they were like, oh, no, an all-star actually agreed to do the dunk contest. We've got to give him high scores. Do you agree with that sentiment? Or am I over like over? I, I,
0: I forgot who, who was, who was, was it Dominique? Was Dominique one of the judges? Mm hmm. Yep. You would think for a dude who is known for dunking that he would have a higher parameter for dunking. He was just giving out high scores like they were candy.
1: I just, I don't think, and he gave Max, I, I don't know if it was his first or second dunk a very low score. And like, if you, I had friends at the game and like watching it on TV, when Mac did the first dunk where he jumped over, um, I don't remember who he jumped over the first time. The first one he jumped over where he grabbed it, tossed it to himself, and then dunked it. It looked like a pretty basic dunk, and it wasn't that impressive. But then when they showed the replay, and when they showed the replay at Gainbridge, you could hear the crowd go, oh, shit, he just did that. And I think that that might have tied into that first score being as low because he only got a 48. Um, But hands down, he was far and away the best dunker, and. It's kind of disrespect. Like, this is why the dunk contest sucks, because we're not rewarding the high-caliber dunks. We're saying, oh, Jalen Brown dunked with his left hand, 48, or 98. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, he got a 49 for dunking with his left hand. Sorry.
2: Because,
1: I don't know. I, I just... I wanted to make sure I was not tripping over nothing because it really did feel like Jalen Brown was getting star player treatment with those scores.
0: It was ridiculous. It,
1: quite honestly, it was ridiculous. Um, then the All-Star game. I have a personal problem with the All-Star game. <laughs> and I haven't actually talked about... like I haven't talked to you guys about it because I don't think you watched the whole game. Um, And it it comes with the fact that towards the end of the game, Damian Lillard and Giannis were icing Tyrese out of the game so Damian could win the all-star MVP. Like, if you go watch the last, like, 10 minutes of that game, if one of them had the ball, it was not going anywhere near Tyrese. Like, they would shot Chuck just to stop him from getting the ball. I so love it. It was it was kind of petty, but the East did win one or two eleven to one eighty-six. Um, I am
0: all for petty, so
2: that said, Carl Anthony Towns dropped fifty
1: in that game. So one of the things that kept coming up throughout the whole weekend, and I'm very particular too, because I am from Indianapolis. Um there was a lot of personalities, both NBA players and media personalities. I think Draymond Green said something on his podcast. He said something to Charles Barkley. And Charles was like, I'd rather go to Indianapolis than San Francisco. So I don't know what you're what you're implying here. Um, And this is just something I noticed. And I want to kind of talk about it because you are more. You, you're into different sports than I am. We'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. so in in the nba it it, is it just the fact that the nba is bad at marketing their smaller market teams compared to the nfl because you had a bunch of these players talking about how they were excited to leave indianapolis they they hate how cold it is they don't want to be here it's awful it's boring right but in like the nfl like indianapolis is pretty well respected like it's where the combine is. And I've never heard someone be like, oh, don't want to go to Green Bay, even though it's cold there. So is it just something culturally within the NBA or is the NFL just better at marketing it? Or is it something like there's so many roster spots available that there's more limited options for players and they don't really get as much say as an NBA player does?
0: That probably or, is, has a little and, bit and to do with connected it. Connected to it and, is this:
1: the same in basketball because in hockey, it, it I, I I can't explain hockey. It's it doesn't matter. But in other sports, is it similar think, or is it just the leagues themselves are better at marketing? I think I think part of it is the
0: leagues are better at marketing, and I think another part of it, and this is probably going to sound bad for you, but I think that. Football fans on average care more about their teams than the NBA in the sense that like, yeah. So like I never got asked to step outside for a fist fight because I shit talk to the Pacers, but I have for shit talking to Steelers. Right. And I don't imagine if someone went to Philadelphia and said the Eagles stadium sucks, that that would go over well.
1: Right. So I I definitely think there's more of a team loyalty in football than there is. Like, in. So I think part of it is that, like, if.
0: Because everyone's going to complain about the commentary. It doesn't matter who you are. There are very few, I've noticed, universally loved commentators. Like, Tony Romo is one of them, but it's few and far between. So, generally speaking, when you're a fan of a sport, the commentators are not. It's something that you're gonna complain about. They're not they're not the draw. The no, product no, no, no. itself
1: is I the draw. I completely agree. But what I'm saying is like
2: In the NBA I
1: just wanna know if it's comparable. Is it commonplace for I guess an example would be Tom Brady, right? Like mm-hmm. would Tom Brady leave in his prime to take his talent somewhere warm? Or is he like he's staying through his mostly productive years obviously he was productive very late in his career but it wasn't a case of a warm weather fan it wasn't no, like not necessarily. these large market teams in good like warm cities have a kind of bias towards like, generally speaking
0: no go. i think also because an nfl because an nba career can be a lot longer than an nfl career i think correct I think that because there's more of an emphasis on getting your money now that people are less willing to test free agency.
1: Right. And because... I guess also there's like the average salary of an NBA player is significantly higher than the average salary of an NFL player just because there's less people to pay. And, and also I less... think
0: the example of Tom Brady is a bad example for the simple That's fact true. that Tom accepted not top five quarterback money to be a top five
1: quarterback to be a top two quarterback, <laughs> yeah. so Probably a top one quarterback, okay. But let's Aaron Rodgers,
0: right? He left Green Bay to go to New
1: York, by the way, the right? But New York still like it's cold, but isn't yeah. he older now? He's older now, right? yes,
0: yes, he's going to be 40 in the season right, or two, if I'm not in, mistaken. In,
1: end of the career, that's different. I'm saying like you don't see like NFL players commenting on like the fact that they don't want to go to Seattle because it's cold and rainy, right? right. Like, well, the they don't want to burn
0: bridges. Like, if you're in a situation where you're a free agent, very likely you've Been low key shafted by your organization in some way or another. You can, whether it's Peyton Manning getting shafted the Colts because they didn't want to pay him because they weren't sure of the productivity they were going to get from Peyton freaking Manning post neck surgery, or I was Levy and Bell holding out because the Steelers wouldn't pay him. You usually are a free agent for a reason.
2: There's very so few of, examples I think of prime. Like Randy Moss.
1: You're, and a, you're, uh, I don't know if you like leaned away, but like you, your, your mic was cutting out there. I heard Randy Moss and then yeah, it's example. still doing it. It's still doing it.
0: <laughs> People was still doing it.
1: Uh, talk now because it on. sounds like it came out. I think Hold you're on. good now. Oh, oh I, so I need to move
0: further away. What? You're good. Go. Randy Moss. But yeah, Randy Moss left in the prime of his career, but you don't see it as often in the NFL. And I think also another reason it's more common in the NBA is because, like, unless it's a quarterback, one player really can't sway the difference between being a playoff contender and being a Super Bowl contender. I think in the NBA, it's more commonplace for one player to be able to make that shifting tides
1: if that player is good enough. Yeah, like I said, it was just—it's kind of weird to me because i i was thinking about it as I was sitting on the couch listening to Draymond, and I realized I've never noticed this in any other sport besides the NBA, just because it's—it's it's such a weird thing, I guess, to be like no matter where you play basketball, you're playing question a question for game. you. What?
0: Go ahead. This this doesn't have to go with people leaving, but this also does gotta have to do with NBA versus NFL. So part of our playoff predictions that I didn't heed to unless it was making the Super Bowl predictions, like the Super Bowl teams, was mm-hmm. that Alex <laughs> noted that in every playoff series, you could go, okay, who's the best quarterback? Who has the best quarterback? Who has the best coach? That team's winning. If you bet that across the board, you got most, if not all of them, you know, right. I, I guess Brock Pretty could be, could be debated. But regardless, is that true in the NBA? So, like, if you went last playoff and you went, who has the best player? Who has the best coach? <laughs> no. Would that, would that translate? That would not translate? No, not at all. I don't know.
1: Absolutely not. Like, who won? Yes. Who won the series? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who won the finals? Yes. Who won the individual series? No. No? No, absolutely not. We we had freaking Miami Heat make it to the NBA finals, Angelo. The answer is no. Do you think Miami
2: had the best coach in the East? That's tough. Um... Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here, buddy. (laughs) In a vacuum, yes. When you... Mm. I don't know, it's tough. I'll say yes, but it's more...
1: There's a caveat that there has to be a productive team in front of that coach. So I will say yes, based on that.
0: So here's a question for you. We used the playoffs as rankings of the players going into the season. Yeah. I'm not saying like you do. I'm just saying just generally speaking, like Jimmy Butler is always rated higher at the start of the season than the end of the regular season and going into the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. So with that said,
0: based on where it ended, was Jimmy Butler not one of the top players in the East outside of Giannis? Outside of Giannis, who who do you think was definitively better ranked than Jimmy by the end of the postseason? Like
1: like, where would I rank, or who would I rank? No, not where, where
0: would you rank. Where you think consensus Consensus generally was. Because, we, because they were having topics on ESPN of Jimmy Butler being it's, a top-five player.
1: Consensus? The consensus yeah. is Jimmy Butler's the second-best player in the East. I don't agree with that. Okay, but that's what I'm
0: saying. So did they not, did the Miami not have the best player and the best coach in every season outside or in every series outside of the Milwaukee season season series and even in the Milwaukee series they had the better coach and the second best player
2: right Mm. let me pull this up real quick Um, playoffs, so, oh, that's tough. Uh, hold on. Because I have a hard time. Who coached? Who was behind the bench for the Celtics?
0: The dude Brad Stevens selected. The Maserati, not Maserati, but
1: Missoula was
0: Missoula was behind the Missoula. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So it was the 2020 because that's 2020
2: 2023 Boston Celtics. No Missoula.
1: Yes. So Missoula was. Okay, so I'll say they had the better coach. I don't think they had the better player. I think they actually had the third best player in that series. Me personally, I say they have the fourth best player in that series, but I'm biased. (laughs) That's good. Because I I personally think BAM is more valuable. I think that that showed during the playoffs where they really did have a lot of success when they were running that zone, which is weird because modern NBA zones don't really work, but it kind of let BAM defend everyone. and. Bam is kind of good at defense. So um honestly, I think that's kind of a knock against Spolstra because they didn't stick to that in the ending of that series, and it did work for them early on in the series, and they didn't do it. I actually commented on that on the podcast when we were recording during the playoffs was that they
2: should have stuck more to that zone. We were talking
1: about the Marketing of the NBA, though. Um, sorry, sorry. sorry. That, was, that was a little side quest. um Yeah, I don't know. It's just something that it, it interests me, and I thought about it, and I wanted to get your opinion since you're the NFL fan. It, what about the MLB? Because I know that the MLB typically takes place during the warmer months, so it might not have as big of an impact. But is it like the same thing there? be is so freaking tough, dude. Yes.
0: So, so would a commentator say it? Probably not. Would players say it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, players
1: would like be like, Oh, I don't want to go play in Toronto. It's cold, even though you're only going to be there yes. during the warm months and then you have a house in freaking yes. Miami. Yes. Okay. So,
0: and in, in fact, the NFL apparently... one of the problems with. The...
1: Anyway, sorry. Yeah, because that doesn't occur in the NHL or it seems like the NFL, but we uh, discussed it. Um we kind
0: of discussed it in the chat earlier about the MLB. Like I, I even stated like spring training starts today. I actually didn't even look at the results and the Cy Young winner from last year on the National League side is currently a free agent. Teams are very stingent with their money. Players funny enough the the, um, the MLB seems to players seem to have adopted kind of the LeBron mindset. I don't know if you looked at the Cody Bellinger contract, but it's basically a three-year deal with opt-outs at every single year that he could opt out of. He's not the first person to do that. Carlos Correa also did it. It seems like it's the same agent. Like, the same agent is the players who are doing this, so this might be a trend that might seem to happen in the MLB because the reason Correa did it is Correa wasn't getting the money he wanted he opted for a one-year deal well a three-year deal where you could opt out every year he balled out opted out and got paid again
1: I mean that seems like it's the smarter decision for athletes to start doing Mm -hmm. there you're betting on yourself though so there is a risk involved in that you might you know get hurt or something but I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I was like an all league talent in any sport, like because you are justifiably able to get paid the max amount. But, you know, contracts go up over time. So if you opt for a smaller term contract, you might get paid more overall with the opportunity to ring chase if that's your thing. But you also could get hurt and ruin your career and end up with a like Victor Oladipo where you turn down. It's two another matches. weird thing. I've so like, I guess
0: ring, ch- ring chasing kind of happens in the NFL and the MLB, but it doesn't get chastised.
1: It's so kind of for what you said earlier, it's it's not the quarterbacks doing it as much, is it? No. All right, so like it's not going to get talked about because like the rest of the team is built the... around the quarterback I though it's kind of weird. so here's the weird thing so like
0: tom brady didn't leave right you can be like oh tom brady took less money he didn't leave like the patriots built an amazing team around him patrick mahomes right. got a half billion dollar deal with the chiefs the chiefs are still making good teams around him so when you have a good quarterback you don't have these ros- these owners and these GMs like whittling their thumbs, floundering their top talent. Right. Unless you're Green Bay. They're but, spending money. yes, you're spending money. So, I'm curious. So, that's also another thing. You, go, you want to go to the example of LeBron leaving because he's the one who started it. That Cleveland roster was not built to compete.
2: It just wasn't.
1: Right, no, but LeBron left in what, 2000, 2011. 2011. Why does it feel like it was shorter?
2: I don't know, <laughs> yeah, because the
0: decision it feels was... like it was yesterday, and it feels yeah. like LeBron had just got in Cleveland because they were they made a finals run like what three years prior, four years prior.
1: That's true. He kind of just slid under the radar, like play, like amazing player, but like just kind of. Well, it's because Boston you know. made that super
0: team with KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, and LeBron couldn't get past them. In fact, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, the two years before he left, we lost the Cavs. Oh, the Cavs, the Clavs, the Cavs, lost to the Celtics. Yeah. Both those years.
1: Yeah. Does like twenty ten was, uh, was when the twenty ten was when they won the finals and they went back to back. They didn't win back to back, but they went back to back.
0: Yeah. Sorry, what was what was your the point? Is when you have an elite quarterback in the NFL, which I guess is the the closest thing to a superstar player in the NBA. You build around that player. The NBA, not necessarily. I
1: think right? you do within like the realm of profit you do <laughs>
2: within the realm of profit
1: <laughs> because i would i don't have the
2: numbers but let me hold on 18.6
1: remember 18.6 18.6 Okay, so the NFL makes eighteen point six billion more a year than the NFL. So, like, the owners are probably a little say that again. I yeah, I think I
0: think I heard NFL twice. Twice. The The NFL NFL...
1: makes about eight point six billion more than the NBA does per year. So, like, the owners get a better chunk of change. So they're probably more willing to spend that. Um, not saying ten billion dollars is nothing. Like, obviously, that's a lot of money. But yeah, no that makes the average 2.8 billion for the teams and you've got to cover the costs as well as build a team. So it is more understandable for some of those smaller. That's what that's been my whole point. Like with smaller market teams and how bad the NBA is at like parity. which right now we're in the, probably the best area or best time of parity that we've ever been in. That's pretty good. Um, God, that's flown past. That's been an hour. Um, let's do a you, you, let. Let's play a game, Angela. Let's let's get some game. TikTok in here. You ready for mm-hmm. some TikTok? You seem to like your TikTok trend games lately. I look. This is the filler episode. The NBA is back this week, so we'll we'll have NBA content next week. We talked about what we could talk about. We even brought the NBA or the NFL the MLB, the NHL, we brought it all out. <laughs> this is the filler episode. So let's do some blind rankings, okay? So we'll do the first one easy. This is just like where they are today. So this is this is a warm-up round. So I'm going to spin a wheel. I got a, I got a wheel pulled up in front of me. Okay. You have 1 oh, through 5. Oh, we're doing 1 through 5, crap. Okay. 1 through 5, one through five. blind ranking. This one's going to be the easiest one. This is just NBA where are players this? playing today. No, this is NBA teams. We're not doing players that would take way too long. Oh, okay. We'll do okay. that Thanks. for a full episode at some point when Austin's here. So, one through five. This wheel takes a lot longer to spin than I thought. Indiana Pacers.
2: Three. Yeah, I, I also say three. Hold on. I got to type. Austin's
1: not here to do my typing for me.
0: Austin, yep, 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 yep.
1: So that's spinning. So we both have pacers at three. Brooklyn Nets. Oh. Four. I, I'm going five. There's a few teams that are worse, but I like my odds of not getting one of those. Okay. Oh, the next team. This takes forever. Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh, two. I'm going to get really aggressive and put them one. I've got them at two just because I the the reverse of the nets. I feel like there's a couple teams that I would put above them, and I feel like we'll probably get one.
0: Okay.
1: Utah Jazz,
2: and I'm fucked. Actually, no, I, I put them at four. I don't think they're as good as the Pacers.
0: you am going to have to put them at two. I'm fucked.
1: I'm going to yeah, have to put them at two. Yours is, yeah, because you have to get Pistons or Spurs here. Yep. Or, or, or Wizards. Or Wizards, yeah. Washington Wizards, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh
2: yes! oh. Suck, it, run! Oh.
1: Suck it, run. So for those of you following along at home, and if you kept score, that puts the Wizards at number one for me.
2: Suck it,
1: Ren! Oh, God. So you have Cavs, Jazz, Pacers, Nets, Wizards. I have Wizards, Cavs, Pacers, Jazz. Uh, You win that one.
0: Yep. Suck it, Ren.
1: Okay, so the next one, this one's going to be fun. This one's going to be fun. So we're going to blind rank these teams based on their young core. Okay? So, so
0: obviously, like, we're not going to have teams that don't have a young core, I hope.
1: First? Oh, no, we are. We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we can get the Lakers. Yeah, you could get the Lakers, but that's your number five. Like, that's just like getting, like, we're ranking teams on how good they are. So we also had to have the Wizards on here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Okay. Oh, so you're blind ranking. So this is going to be, like, this one we're going to actually have to think about. So this is the Los Angeles Clippers. This is five. <laughs> hmm.
2: I, I it's five. I
1: don't even have to think about it.
0: You could get the Lakers. I'll put it at five too. Screw it. Yeah, it it old team. Old team. Yep.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Chicago Bulls. four. Yeah, four. Oh god, we're screwing ourselves over. And if you're you you play along at home at well as well and see if you beat us. New York Knicks. I'm gonna say two. I'm saying I'm gonna three. say two. I'm gonna say two. I'm going five, four, three, two, one. Apparently. Yep.
1: welcome to no reserves we do tiktok trends because why not we're not on tiktok but we're all on all other social medias at no reserves atlanta hawks i think i just screwed myself over three yeah i've got them at two because i have to i can't put them at one i this is about to get bad both of our ones are about to be are about to
0: be, cursed. <laughs> be like the lakers. the lakers we're about to get cursed we're about to get cursed
1: Oh, no, Dallas Mavericks. Just because oh, yeah. of Eric Lively, that's your one that wins. Ed and you, you, you 100% won that one. Yep. I went 5-4-3-2-1. You went Mavericks, Knicks, Hawks, Bulls, Clippers. You definitely won that round. Ugh. I am starting
0: to learn that Ren does not have good intuition.
1: It's it, it, we're playing a game of entirely luck here. Yep, and does not have good it, there's intuition. No control here. Um, let's do one best star player or star players. So we're gonna rank the teams based on their star player, right? Or just their top player, their top player, their number one player. God, Detroit Pistons. This is. Okay, so five. before hold on, before we do we want to say that's Cade or Jaden Ivy? Because I think it could go either way.
0: I'm gonna say Cade, but I'm okay, still going I, five. Either way, I'm saying five. The only team that I think could, could top that is the the Wizards.
2: And even then it's debatable.
0: So go on.
1: Phoenix Suns is Devin Booker or K D? KD. It's KD. Two. I also say too because I there's plenty of players better than KD, but there's a lot more worse than them. Where are you going
0: with spinning? It takes for no. Where did you go with KD? Oh, I went to Brooklyn as well. El Bridges. I'm going four. Four, yeah. We're just now. This is where if we get the Wizards, we're screwed.
1: There's a few teams. If we get here, we're screwed. Because there's a lot of players better than Mikhail Bridges. Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. Are you ready for this? You're going three.
0: This is gonna be prime in- no one. I'm going one. Oh, God. I'm also prime going intuition. one. Prime intuition here.
1: We have the same lists, FYI. Yeah. So it I mean this matter. one makes more sense. Like this one, this isn't like opinions or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum. Actually, uh, that's three. So now the debate. (laughs) Is
2: Jason Tatum better than Kevin Durant? Mm. That's a good question, quite honestly.
0: Uh, Overall, as a player, I could see it. As a score,
1: no, not even close. Yeah, I'll I'll say I I you know what we had perfect lists. I'm saying we had perfect lists. Okay. Um what category should we do next? Bench? We could do, do bench. Bench. Bench Okay. Blind ranking of the benches. Oh, That's God. tough you... because benches change <laughs> so much.
0: Yeah, I'm about to say here's where you're gonna get me there you go,
1: oh, the Denver nuggets three?
2: three, yeah, three.
1: it's definitely not as good as it was last year. I think
0: the consensus one is Boston. If we get Boston, that's the,
1: yeah, easily, but oh, yeah, spin again, we got the nuggets again.
0: we spin. Indiana Pacers. I was wondering if we're going to get them. I'm actually going to go two there.
1: I'm debating going one, but I am a homer. Uh, I'm going to go two. It's a really good bench, but I don't. I think
2: there's a lot better out there. Utah Jazz. Four. God, I would've put them at two. But you're right, it's four right now. I would have put pacers at one over the jazz. Dallas Mavericks.
1: I gotta go one.
0: Yeah, it has to go one.
1: Crap. Yeah, we this gotta get, to get like, we gotta get real
0: lucky here. This is not too scary.
2: Nope, Orlando Magic. Okay, <laughs> saved. Okay. okay, let's see. Let's do a let's do one more. Okay.
1: Okay, so this one is gonna be players. Just players, just straight up players, and it can be anyone. It can be a bench piece. It can be a depth. Like it can. I don't think it can be someone on a two-way contract. I don't know. I haven't messed with this thing. I just typed it in. It's a... All right.
2: Mikael Bridges.
0: Four. 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 I'm
1: Actually, going... to be anyone. I'm <laughs> do the smart thing and put him at three.
0: Yeah, that's probably the
1: smart thing. But go on. You, do you want me to move yours? Nope. I said it. Jakar Sampson. That's a, that's a five. That's a five.
0: Oh, this is about to be a big mistake. I should have put him at two. I, I should have put him so. at
1: one. <laughs> Greg Whittington. Well. That's three.
2: Kent Bazemore. That's
0: a, that's a three on we this mean, list. Mistakes were made. Mistakes
1: were made. Mistakes were made. That's a two. And Myers Leonard. Okay, let me see if I can limit it to. Uh...
0: Mistakes were definitely Hold made Hold here.
1: On. Me... Hold on. Let me. That one, that one doesn't <laughs> count. Give me a sec. Let me... let me. Let me see if there's one that I can
2: um... limit it. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> This is better. Okay, Miles Bridges.
0: Miles Bridges. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know the 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 criminal Miles
0: Bridges. Five out of principle.
1: Y- yeah, you know what? No matter what,
2: that's accurate. I agree. Dude shouldn't even be in the league.
1: Benedict Matherin. Four. There's too many better players than him right now. I think he'll get there. But yeah, I think right I'll now... agree
2: with you. Four. Laurie Markkinen. I'm gonna go three. Yeah, same. Mm. Because I like as good as Laurie is. As good as Laurie is, I, I just am not sure. That, sorry, I was typing. are um, oh, you good? Sorry, I got Miles Bridges again. Um, fuck! Mistakes were made. Walker Kessler. <laughs>
1: I he I don't should. Hate it. I I don't but... hate it. But I would have put him at three.
2: Yeah. And so both of us have number one of... If we didn't screw up the one...
1: Joel Embiid is number one for both of our lists. So if it wasn't Walker Kessler... Like, I think Walker Kessler and Laurie was... It, it, that was a bad choice. Yeah, was, I was actually debating putting Laureate, too. I'm not going to lie. That's tough. That's tough. That's but tough. Joel is number one, for sure. I fumbled it. I fumbled it! Fumbled it. Um. Hey, guys. Like we said, filler episode. It was fun. Killing time. Getting something out for y'all. Um, NBA's back. So, next week, return to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we've had two kind of slow weeks. Um. Angelo and Alex are in the offseason over on the football podcast, but they're still going to keep content out for y'all. So keep tuning in every Thursday for their stuff. Uh, We will have episodes on Tuesday at some point. So make sure you've got the notifications enabled. You will get told that they're coming out on whatever pod platform you are on. Uh, Follow us on socials at no reserves everywhere and leave us a like comment, subscribe, follow whatever your pod platform lets you do. Do that for us. It'll help us a lot. And we do appreciate it. Um. That's all I got. Do you got anything, Angela? No, I got nothing. All right. Hey, guys, have a great week. We will see you next Sunday. Well, Angela will see you on Thursday, but I will see you next Sunday. And hopefully Austin will be here. Love you. Bye. Angela will definitely see you on Sunday or Sunday, Thursday. Thursday. God damn. <laughs>